What is up, guys? This is Coach Rudder. You are tuned into the Coach's Corner Podcast. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. In this podcast, we talk about things that have gone on in this world that I've either had conversations with players about, also um, things through my 15 years as a juvenile corrections officer and my 15 years in the Army, uh, just conversations that I've had with people. And today we're going to talk about a leader, adapting how we lead. Not enough people really understand the ability of, uh, we'll call them second half adjustments and um, adapting how you do things. So we're going to kind of go over that. I'm a part of Jocko Willink's EF Online and... We talked about adapting how we lead, so I took some notes, and I'm going to kind of go over them with you. First thing we're going to talk about, there are five critical things in adapting how you lead. There's what we control, how do you lead up the chain, how I communicate with the team, not everyone deserves a seat, and teach how people to think, not what to think. When we talk about... um, what we control there's four things you control your attitude telling your team the truth how you react to things that occur and then not getting in your own way too many times people at the top have some of the worst um responses and attitude and you know you talk to them and they think they're better than everyone else your subordinates or the people that are below you in the food chain will act as a mirror if you act a certain way and you come at them they're going to mirror and mimic the attitude that you give them and people is like well that's not really true well i i can attest to you that that is 100 accurate the things that you do your people will respond to you in kind they will um, match your attitude. If you treat them a certain way that's in a positive light without getting overly emotional, they will bring their level to yours. You have to tell them the truth. When things are going great, you tell them that, but you temper it. You temper it with, we're not quite done, we're not quite there yet, we're not quite finished things to this nature you just don't jump in yeah you're doing great you're the greatest thing ever and that's the end of the story you have to tell them the truth and tell them in a manner that has them wanting to continue to strive to be the greatest at what they're doing along with attitude is how you react when someone comes up and tells you bad news or someone comes up and tells you something that's not in the positive or the plus side of things, you can't fall apart. You fall apart, they'll fall apart. You fall apart, they will 100% start their downward decline. So if you react to them in a cool, calm, level-headed manner, then that is what you will get from them. Cool, calm, and level-headed. For me personally... I think that is the greatest thing is 
uh, when someone comes up with bad news, especially with my football teams, when we have bad things happen, I try to treat it like a math problem. We need to find the solution to this problem or it's going to continue to be a problem. And um, I find that when I do that, people are more susceptible to wanting to be a part of the solution without, um, you know, creating too much of an issue. The last part of what we control is not getting in our own way. There is a time and a place to lead, and there is a time and a place to allow things to go. And what I mean by that is, when you come home and things are taken care of, your kids are doing the right thing, you show up to practice, and you go to your position groups, and everyone's clicking, and they're working hard, and the coaches are doing the right thing, the players are exerting effort, they're giving it their all, there is zero need for you to interject your leadership. There's no void there. So by you coming in and start talking over the top, it looks like you're micromanaging and it looks like you are trying to do more than you should. That will come back to bite you in the long run. Um, the number two uh, way to adapt how you lead is how do I lead up the chain? And I'll be honest with you, without trust and without any kind of influence, you can't do much up the chain of command. And um, what I mean by that is, we'll use an example. If a player comes up to me and starts talking, and the player really doesn't have that level of trust with me, and they talk, while I will listen to them, there are times that I might just be like, well, I appreciate that but we're going to continue to do it this way. And if it comes back to bite me, then I will 100% acknowledge this and we can move forward from that. But because they don't have that, you know, trust and influence yet with me, I might not uh, be as open, you know, to, you know, to what they're saying. There's a couple things. You know, there's something called the whip effect where there's small incremental changes if you can get people at the top of the chain to focus. And by the top of the chain, there's a chain everywhere, right? Every job, every football team, every baseball, basketball team has a chain. Some people call it the chain of command in the military. Uh, in certain job sectors, we have chain of command, but you have the same chain of leadership in um, workplace situations and sporting teams. There's always the player, the assistant coach, the head coach, the general manager, the team owner, and through the you know, jobs, there's the temp worker, the full-time worker, the assistant lead supervisor, lead supervisor, manager, general manager, COO, CEO. There's multiple levels of food chain. But the whip effect we're talking about, at the top, it's small changes. Things that you would think are really not that big a deal. Things that you think, oh, this is not really that much of a thing. While it's small at the top, the whip at the bottom is massive. And what a small change at the top, I like a different color of this car. Well, that means the people at the bottom have to change out sprayers, empty vats of paint, remix new paint, reload, recalibrate. So there's a lot of little things that occur that the whip effect will manage to screw up. There's also something called leadership capital. 
And that's the amount of trust that people have um, that can be used up. And what that means is, um, as a leader, you know, you say, hey, this is what I think is going to happen. And if you lay the best case scenario out and you say, trust me, this will come to fruition. And it does, and it follows this path, and people start to trust you. People start to believe in what you have to say. Conversely, if you are one of those people that says, hey, you need to follow this, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen, I know, trust me, and then that doesn't play out like that, then you are going to have a problem with that as well. And people are not going to want to believe you because you have not built up that leadership capital. The other parts of um, leading up the chain, trust is something that's built by when you actually listen to what people say. One of the things I learned in the military is I hand you out these little steno notebooks and these Skillcraft ink pens. And I learned back then um, that you have to pack those things around and take notes. That way when someone says, hey, you know, this is what we need to do. And you're writing notes down. Yeah, I got it, boss. Yeah, yes, coach. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And at the end, you repeat it back to them. That way there's no confusion as to what is going on. What is the vision you have? What do you want me to do? What is your idea for this? And the last part of leading up the chain is the people at the top have to have a clear vision and ownership of where they're trying to take people. If you don't have a clear vision, a clear uh, set of ownership of the direction that you are trying to take a football team, a company, your coworkers, any of that stuff, people will not follow you. It doesn't matter. You could get up there and sell all the, you know, the snake oil you want to. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a vision and can articulate and have some kind of capital of work completed, people are not going to want to follow you. The number three thing is, how am I communicating to the team? This goes back to the vision and ownership. Do they really understand what my vision is? And if I walked over to them and started talking to them and I said, hey, I got a question for you. What do you think the vision is? What do you think I am trying to do with us? And have them articulate in their words what the vision is. That is going to be the greatest determining factor of whether or not people understand what you're doing and are listening to what you have to say. And if they can't do it, that's not on them. That's on you as a leader. You have not articulated your point to them to the point where they can regurgitate it. If that's the case, you need to sit down and reflect you need to figure out where you need to go back. You need to come up with a new game plan that puts you in the right spot. This is clearly not working, right? Because you went and asked one of your people what the vision, what the articulated plan is, and no one can repeat it back to you. So since that's the case, you might want to come with a different plan of attack. Another thing about communicating with people is you need to give them the control over their destiny. What does that even mean, really? That means don't be a micromanager. Give them the vision, give them the projected idea, and let them run with it. 
Let them do their job. You trust them, right? You hired them. You allowed them on your sporting team. You allowed them to be a part of your little group. If you allow them, there has to be some form of trust in what they're going to say or do. So if that's the case, let them have control. Let them maneuver. Let them do what it is they do. Number four, and this took me a very long time to figure out, not everyone deserves a seat at the table. It is well within your right just to be like, this is not going to work out. This is not a part of the vision that I have. And you have to be okay to have that hard conversation with them. And if they're on a sporting team, cut them. If they're in your business, have to let them go. You know, sever them from your company, sever them from your personal life if they're a friend. Not everyone deserves the energy. And some people legitimately are an energy drain. And the last thing is teach people how to think and not what to think. I have this saying at my work, I am training my replacement. And I want them to know everything that I know just in case something happens and there is a moment where they have to make the decision, where they have to be the one who does everything. You can't be there to think for them. This especially goes, and the most applicable probably is with your kids. You teach them how to be critical thinkers, but you can't teach them to think for themselves. They have to do it, and they do that by practicing. Now, do they make their decisions and they go through things? You could go back with your kid, with your coworker, with your friend, with your teammate, with your player on your team if you're a coach, and you could kind of talk them through it. Why did you come up with this idea? Tell me what you think you could have done better. You could ask them questions to take them off the defensive. How can I help you be better? How can I help you the next time this comes up? You're really not wanting them to be at um, that defensive posture where everything you say becomes an argument. But you do want them to have the ability to have a legitimate conversation surrounded around the fact that they are um, in need of some guidance and some direction and mentorship. These are five steps for leading that are truly simple steps to follow. And if you can get this down pat, you will be surprised at the amount of forward mobility you will have in your company, in your team, and in your friend circle. I hope that you have found something in this podcast today. If you have, please feel free to share it. And I hope to see you really soon. All right, take care.